the spiritual energy of the narcissist is a very requested topic. So today I've decided to get into this again, particularly for people that are new to the channel that have questions about it, that feel that there has to be something other than the psychological drivers behind narcissism and that a lot of the time it's kind of explained away by being a personality disorder yet the results of it and the results of a malignant narcissist's actions are often criminal heinous and people want to know or want to explore where does this come from what dark energy drivers motivate this personality that is coined by the psychological community as a self-defense mechanism, which makes us kind of feel sorry, you know, for someone that has a personality disorder that's termed a self-defense mechanism. But in fact, in their self-defense, these people destroy others, they destroy lives, they cause people to lose jobs, homes, families and lives. So can we just put it in a little box and file it in a drawer as being a psychological uh, personality disorder? For me, as anyone that's here for any length of time will know, I love to look at the psychological behaviour patterns because they repeat themselves in this personality disorder and it's often very possible to predict what a narcissist will do. And it helps people on a healing journey to explain what the narcissist has done and the fact that the narcissist won't change and will go forward to create the same chaos in the next relationship. Although you may not even see it, but that's what's going on. So what drives people to use their narcissism to destroy other people and particularly when you get that sadistic pleasure that the narcissist takes in another's suffering and pain where they feel empowered and that's the nearest they come to happiness that's what i'd like to get into today in relation to the spiritual energy of a narcissist so i don't know about you guys but i do know that my ability now to detect the possibility of a narcissistic energy presence has been really well honed. And it doesn't come from a place of paranoia. It comes from a place of being more open to the vibe I would get from people around me or the little things that they do, even the sentences that they say. And particularly if you're in the presence and you're not just you know, interacting with somebody on a, a phone. Um, if you're in the presence of one of these people, this is what I feel when I'm in their presence. I kind of get this icky feeling. The energy level is kind of zizzy. It's not peaceful. It's very unpeaceful. They're usually, if you're out in public, they're usually demanding a lot of attention above other people, they don't want to say stay in a queue and not for a valid reason. Um, they feel that they're more important than anyone else. And you get that sense from them and you get the sense that they will 
go against the norm, go against what is acceptable and demand to have your time and attention. And oftentimes, if you have to, say, serve these people in a, in a service role, you will be left feeling quite depleted, having attended to most of or all of their needs. And then they may go out without actually buying something or they may go out with a derogatory comment or a passive aggressive comment to their friend. And it's just a bad feeling. They can upset a person's day, even on a one to one interaction with a stranger. So the energy around these people is zizzy. Um, if you're in a relationship with one, I find and tell me in the comments if you found this, your adrenaline levels are, are nearly always up. You're nearly always ready. I know they call it the fight or flight. You're not sure of what is actually to come. And when you go through periods or days when nothing's happening and you begin to relax into your peaceful existence again, a drama will ensue. So from that repetitive pattern of being in a particularly an intimate relationship with a narcissist, you can never quite relax because you never quite know what's coming down the line. So that is a kind of a, an introduction to how I would find the energy of a narcissistic individual. That's what I would say it actually feels like. Um, the way they introduce themselves or the way they bring you into a relationship is what would be described in biblical terms or in religious terms as demonic or demon-like in that they entice and seduce. And having said that, the enticement and seduction is not always overboard. It's not always overt. It can be very subtle and very clever to bring you in. And thus they play the victim roles very well without coming up to you and, you know, bemoaning their situation. They can slip little things in that would entice you to help them. They can also bring you into the role with them of kind of promising you that they will be your end be all and end all person and just the two of you is enough and you don't need anybody else. All that kind of enticing and seduction to get you into a position where they then feel that they're in control enough of you, of your identity, of your soul, of your life, of your very being, that they can start to bait you and bait you and taunt you in a very underhand, covert way so that you're in a continual state of a lack of ability to predict your own peaceful life going forward, a lack of predictability, a lot of drama, a lot of personal attacks on you in very subtle ways using triangulation, isolation, gaslighting and out and out criticism, comparative criticism with the triangulation, comparing you to other people. So they get to the state in the relationship where they get you at your weakest. And when you actually start 
to crumble, when you start to lose the ability to self-regulate and become more dependent on the narcissist, the enjoyment they're getting out of that enhanced sense of control is disgusting. You will feel more anxiety within yourself in the relationship. You'll understand something's wrong, but you won't be able to probably put your finger on it unless you get onto these channels. So please consider sharing the video. When the narcissist has you at your most vulnerable, they despise you. I believe they despise you in the beginning because they're jealous of who you are and what you are and they want to strip you of that. And when you allow yourself to be stripped of that without understanding what's happening to you in a very covert manner, you have been chipped away at until you don't realise you're in pieces on the floor, until you're in pieces on the floor. This is giving the, the narcissist a sadist, statistic pleasure, if that's the right um, pronunciation of sadistic they are enjoying your slow destruction. And when they get to the point that they know that they're going to leave you and discard you, and you maybe even say to them, I know who you are. I know what you've done. You know, you've had the education that's been revealed to you. They will have the audacity to smirk at you because they've enjoyed this whole process. They've enjoyed taking you down and it has empowered them. Now, as a psychological disorder, you can understand them wanting to be in control. What I can't put my finger on is the sadistic pleasure they get in another's pain in order to empower them. That goes beyond a self-defense mechanism, in my opinion. And it comes from another place. It comes from a place where you know, the good wolf and the bad wolf, they in their lives have chosen to feed the character traits of jealousy, envy, shame. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, and sadism in order to make, and taking and always sucking from people in order to sustain them in life. And what you concentrate on grows. I just recall there a recent comment and also in another coaching session where someone said to me, I think it was their father or their partner or both scenarios where these men were, and it's women as well, guys, so don't think I'm discriminating here. Narcissism doesn't. But these were leaders in churches who were very well revered and respected. Um. And to the public, they appeared to be good people and they were absolute monsters to their families at home. Truly, truly evil monsters. They would change as they came through that front door and abuse and torture their family members and take pleasure in it, fill themselves up on this narcissistic supply and go out and present this amazing mask to the world and manipulate people within their churches. So to me, that is very demonic to actually 
pretend to be a church leader, to go into the house of God and to practice in a fake capacity, to actually go in to a place that's the opposite of the truth of your personality. So these are just little examples, guys. Please leave your own. It would be wonderful to read and for others to read. Okay, when they see your weakness, they will actually, then when you're crumbling, further torture you by what they do. Their actions have led you to a place of vulnerability and weakness where you're floundering around to survive and they're going to leave you and they maybe have hived off the finances from you, have lied in court in relation to custody battles, have actually set you up and baited you into maybe reactive abuse. And they then have the audacity to come to you and to say that it's your fault that you're in this situation. They blame you for being a victim and for causing the issues that you're facing as a direct result of their actions. They look down on you for your suffering and the weaker you appear to them, the more heinous they will be to you. Psychology or dark energy? You decide and let me know again in the comments. Another thing that you will feel around the spiritual energy of a narcissist is they operate best in heightened emotional situations. So if, for instance, you're going along in a very peaceful way and you're doing your best to maintain that peaceful scenario with the narcissist, and this is another way that they will groom you. You know what annoys them and they damn well let you know what annoys them. So you avoid different things with the narcissist. And it's usually avoiding getting your own needs met because that annoys narcissists. So you're going along changing your behavior in order to maintain peace. And the lesser you become and the smaller you become and the smaller your needs become, the more the narcissist grows in the relationship and the less ability you have to be a standalone person. They then again bait and trigger you in order to heighten the, your emotions, in order to cause chaos and in order to cause drama. And they will very often bring other people into the situation to heighten the drama. And it's in these heightened emotional states that the narcissist really gets off. They get off on the fact that they have caused these heightened emotions in another person. Because the higher the emotions in another person, the more important the narcissist feels about themselves. Again, because the heightened emotions in another person can be anything from screaming in pain or reactive abuse. So they're causing a destructive, um, unpeaceful situation in their homes and amongst other people, even sometimes amongst whenever they go out the front door. If they're not keeping a mask on for the public, they will go round 
and in the whole of their day, whatever store they go into, whatever restaurant they go into, even into a, a gas station, they will leave behind them annoyance. Annoyance and upset. And they'll be getting off on this as the day goes on. Guys, their modus operandi is to attack and to take. It's not growth. It's the opposite of growth. Chaos is often termed in the Bible causing chaos and living in chaos. And in the destructive sense is the definition of an evil spirit, an evil energy. And it is the energy you find around narcissists. Oftentimes, the interaction with a narcissist does result in a criminal proceeding or a criminal act. They can bait and trigger a person so much in a relationship. They can torture a person so much in a relationship that a person will snap. And oftentimes, the result is in some way or in some form, either destruction or the worst case scenario, death. There are crimes that we term in society as crimes of passion and also the results of criminal proceedings in cases of murder or manslaughter can come out as temporary insanity that the person was temporarily lost their mind. I have very little doubt that crimes of this nature described in this manner have been, have originated or been instigated or the cause of being in a relationship with a narcissist. For today, that is the take on the spiritual energy of the narcissist. I can't find any motivation or driver that drives narcissism as a defense mechanism to justify the destruction a narcissist causes. You can say that it's self defending them so that they feel in control and power, yet they don't attain peace or happiness in this manner. And even for the narcissist, the outcome is not one of peace, not one of joy, not one of happiness. It's a continual cycle of pushing other people down under them so that they can feel okay. I know that there are different levels of malignancy in different narcissists, but once they qualify for the narcissistic personality disorder, I believe any narcissist in any situation where they feel under threat or they don't feel in control is capable, just like any human being, is capable of a different degree of malignancy in normal human beings, the malignant side of things doesn't come to pass as easily or as quickly as it does with a narcissist who lives their life more on the dark side than the light, so to speak. 
And one last thing I will say about narcissism and the narcissists. Narcissists don't like to look at this element of their narcissism. They much prefer that it's called a personality disorder. And I did have an interesting experience where I asked a narcissist to be interviewed. They said that the content in some areas did not align with their beliefs. So I don't think narcissists like, I know they don't, like to deal with the spiritual element of their personality disorder. And I'm betting that's a very good reason why. You take care, guys, and I'll be back soon with another podcast. And from me and my little furry friend, Remy, you going to say hello? <laughs> well, there's a wave, a wave of the tail. So from me and from Remy, we bid you a very good day. Really look after yourselves and we'll see you again soon. Bye.